This is Banging on the Drum. It is another beautiful day in West Central Wisconsin, and welcome to episode 130 of Banging on the Drum. As always, I am your host, P-Dog, joined alongside our other host, M-Dog. And M-Dog, how are you feeling about this weekend of Wisconsin sports that we had in front of us? The shit burger we were served this weekend. Uh, yeah, so it's it's a pretty, it's a rough, rough go of it this weekend. Pretty tough. I don't like it. Don't like it at all. The only thing rougher than uh, Wisconsin sports weekend is if you if you bet with Mike this week. Oh yeah, yeah. it was a <laughs> it was a really rough go of betting with Mike. Uh, so after Mike had the best week we've seen this season so far, he followed it up with the absolute. Well, yeah. You're not gonna have like the worst week possible, which would have been pretty impressive. But you you had a pretty damn bad week. So last week you won 800 bang the bongs, and this the bongs, and this week you've already lost 700 with one more game. So you have a chance to lose those. So the you, same as I won. Yep you, know, you you need the Bills to cover tomorrow versus the Broncos. I think. You, I think you got him at seven and a half too. So if that doesn't happen, Mike has to tweet out a picture of his dick. Um, it's just a rule. If you go, if you have an offer, uh, you did get one um, push in there. So that, that was pretty good, but I did not do much better than Mike this week. I did end up hitting two games uh, going two, three and one. And I am negative 300 bing bongs on the week and positive a thousand on the year but mike has just been having a a rougher go at it than me oh i plan on getting this rectified and i'll be dominating the rest of the way so with that being said i'll do my punishment for this week last time i'll do a punishment probably Yep, I'll be recording shirtless in uh, three weeks but mike has crafted back he has it open he's getting too good at it I don't even think his eyes are going to do the thing this time. That was good, Mike. That, that was, was like, that was really good. And using the knife is a game changer for the can. <laughs> Holy shit! Yeah, I seen a little bit of spray or heard a little bit of spray. So it that was all air, though. It was not okay. spray. It, it was okay. like I hit it with just got the tip in there, and then it was like just all air. Yeah, that's what's up, buddy. Just stick that tip in there. <laughs> yeah, I'm just shooting there these days, man. Shooting there. Yep, yep. All right. Well, let's get right into this episode. I, I just don't want to gloss over the fact how that was probably the second best sun drop shotgun on this show. Number one being Mark. Mark just absolutely annihilated his sun drop. I don't think we'll and then John was like, John had like six. John did like, yeah. He did <laughs> so, so that that probably wins the best performance but marks i'll never forget marks i was just like jesus dude that was like on a left field just crushed but yeah but let's start with the news i don't think we glossed over it last week this this is still fresh for banging on the drum right for i think it happened on monday Okay. So yeah, I was at work the day that it happened. So I think that it was early this week. Okay. So Craig Council 
leaves the Brewers to become the Cubs manager. And now in my book forever is Greg Council. So Greg Council. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, There's got to be something we like. uh, So his last name is S-E-L-L too. So he's kind of like Count Sellout. Yeah. Greg. Greg Count Sellout. Yeah. No. And I was having some arguments in my big group chat with all my boys. uh, And I was very, usually I'm pretty player coach friendly. But to me, it's just such a bitch move. Like, I get it. You're getting $2.5 million more dollars. But you can't tell me he doesn't know. Like, he doesn't feel funny. You know, he doesn't feel like a backstabber in that situation. You know what I'm saying? So I think if he goes to the Mets, I don't think nearly these same things. I don't either. Yeah. And I completely right. agree. That's that's like where the line kind of got drawn is like, I guarantee you, he feels like he did something wrong. And I, and from my experience, don't get me wrong, I am far from a perfect person. I've done some shit. Oh, yeah. That, yep. like, I know, like, I fucked up, but I think, and I'm not saying he fucked up because it's a business, he's making money and stuff like that. But he knows he did something, you know, dirty. That that's all I gotta say. Yeah, is this is this uh like akin to like an urban Meyer jumping from Florida to to Ohio State? Like something like that? Or is it like the opposite of that? Because Urban Meyer's from Ohio, I believe. And so then it's like the opposite of that move because he's like essentially going away from his hometown team. I think it would be like, so I was pretty mad about uh, Brett Bielma leaving Wisconsin. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's a a tough one. At the time. But I think it would have been like him leaving for Iowa, even though he is an Iowa guy, like where I think it would have just been a little bit more acceptable in my mind that he's like, oh, I want to coach my home. I want to go home. Yeah. So if he's going from the Cubs to the Brewers, Right. So the Cubs fans can be kind of like, ah, oh, that doesn't make sense. So there are some things on the Brewer side of this that do not make any sense at all to me. Right. If you get a coach that is going to win you games year in and year out and like almost consistently, it doesn't matter what talent you give him to win games. And he figures, figures out, uh, a la Tony La Russa in St. Louis, like didn't matter who he fucking had. He figured out how to win. It seems like they had just studs all over the field. But I think a big piece of that was Larusa and his staff figuring out how to like make them coincide and like do things in the right way, right? Not that they were always great, but I don't understand how you let a like a a manager like that leave. I don't. That's something that doesn't like. I can't compute that. No, and I think that is a good point that you bring up. I think I think council was kind of sick of the shit that was going on in the front office, whether it be, you know, them doing what they did to Corbin Burns last off season, which yeah. is, he's probably like, dude, you're fucking me over right now. Cause Burns isn't going to want to sign with you assholes. If, yeah. if you keep doing this. So I think it was a little spiteful to the front office. Like he was like, yeah, Hey, I'm going to go to a front office. That's going to support me type deal. And then the fans are the ones that just have to pay for it. But 
Yeah, I just to wrap it up from me though is I just think it was a dirty move, and I don't think there's any way you could talk me out of it. Like saying, "Oh, it's a business," you know, two point five million dollars. You can't. It's when you're already making five million dollars. So you know, two point five. It's a way that he, last lot. He's setting the record either way. So the Brewers offered him the highest manager pay of all time. And then the Cubs just blew it out of the water, right? So, like, I believe he sets the record on the yearly thing either way. Yeah, he does. They, they offered him yeah. record money. But I yeah. think if he waits a little bit longer, the the Mets come in over the top. Like, it just seemed like it was such like a quick, like, I don't even think uh, Ross knew he was fired yet before the announcing of council was hired. <laughs> I really think that might be a thing. Uh, maybe yeah. like it wasn't announced that he was fired yet before they announced that council right. was was the thing. And I, I bet you there's Cubs fans out there that are kind of like, I this dude. I don't know. Like, like I think that council in the in the majors is probably one of the most respected guys that are that's out there, especially younger guys. So you have like who just won it dusty baker just won it right yeah or he's with the and so like you have those oh like, no yeah he there's didn't a, win it, did he? he won it last year no yeah, he, he didn't win it with, with the rangers was, yeah. but i think the rangers had a guy that was like a he's been a manager forever too right yeah i can't recall who it is i, I can't offhand either but uh so like they have these guys that are super respected like a dusty baker who's been around for fucking ever. I mean, he was a manager in the mid nineties, right? Yeah. With San, San Francisco, Francisco for sure. Yeah. The Reds. I mean, so he's been around forever. So there's guys like that, but I think council, as far as young um, managers go, he's the dude. Yeah. No, I, I, my thing is I've been seeing like kind of a lot of back and forth. Like people are on two far ends of this one is like, Hey, quit your bitching, Brewers fans. Like, yeah, like yeah. where do you stand on it? Because I'm actually even, so I'm you I'm got retweeted like by some you got retweeted by someone that had like I don't know 80,000 followers or some shit. Oh, like really? That. Okay. Um, so I like I'm kind of in both in both camps, right? Um, because I like I said, I see the problem he has with the front office. Right. Like, how do you not just match everything? Right. You're the, you're our hometown guy. You're you win games every year. Like you haven't given us a world series, but I assume that, that, that that's yet. Like if you have that, if you have that guy, like, aren't you offering him everything? doesn't make sense to me. Like, doesn't matter what the money is. Right. That doesn't count against nothing. Like you're just being fucking greedy as an owner. Right. Like it just counts. Yeah. Like, yeah, no, I think I mean, you're being greedy if you do that. Right. That's my opinion there. I, I think if you're Craig Council, I don't understand how you, like, why you're willing to make the villain move and yeah. go to the Cubs. Like, that's that's not your team. And then he said something that bothered me, right? Like, he's like, well, I needed a new challenge. You didn't complete this fucking challenge, motherfucker. Like, you didn't win a World Series here. Yeah. Bring a World Series to Milwaukee. And then if you say, all right, you know, I've done this, I want to move on. Like, I can understand that. Like, I like to build teams. Like, I don't want to be part of this, like, 
dynasty shit. I can understand that, but you got to win something first. Yeah, no, I agree with that. Um, so I, I think they're both at fault. I think both the Brewers and Craig Council are, are kind of like shitty human beings. Yeah, no, I think that's that's fair. You ready to roll into the Packers game here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll let you get into your talking points first, and I'll I have a couple comments here, but I have a few talking points myself. So, yeah, we're just gonna run it, run it back for you guys driving in your in uh, probably on your way home from work if you're listening to it fresh. Uh, we'll see how quick I get this one out, but uh, Packers lose this game in Pittsburgh, nineteen to twenty three. Couldn't even cover for us. Uh, as for the game flow, it was it was a pretty fun game to watch, uh, regardless of the outcome here. Uh, Packers start out the game giving up a touchdown, big penalty on on the drive. Uh, then they come back out, score a touchdown of their own. Um, I want to be able to do this faster, but that was a touchdown. Nice pass to Romeo Dobbs on that one. Uh, but yeah, I mean, high scoring game. Both teams are notoriously slow starting teams, and they did not start slow. Uh, nope. Packers gave up another touchdown on the next drive to put it 14 to seven. Another big penalty in that one uh, to continue the drive. But, but pretty high scoring first half as far as these teams go. Uh, missed an extra point. Yeah, missed extra. the extra point, which ended up coming up big in in this one um and yeah going to halftime 13 to 17 then we came out get two field goals to put us up 19 to 17 and then pittsburgh closes it off uh with two field goals and then well love was pressing at the end of the game ends up throwing two interceptions on back-to-back drives to basically close out the game for us mike's coughing over there oh yeah yeah too much smoking i guess um so i think like it's tough our special teams played exceptionally poorly i thought today um blocked extra point really felt like that was on uh the the guard it's not a guard the whatever position it's on degora it's the whatever position he's playing like like that was like yeah, you got to do at least something. You didn't even fucking move hardly. Yeah. It's very, really not good. Um, I didn't, like, during me watching it, I did not notice a ton of penalties. Like, the penalties didn't, like, add up to me. But I was, I missed the first maybe, like, quarter and a half. I was a little busy. Um, that being said, uh, I think there's, like, I think there's real opportunity that this team can can compete with like anyone in the league. Like that's where my mindset is. So I'm like way too optimistic. Um, but I think they can stay within three or four of everybody in the league. Not that they always will, but I think they can. Yeah. I think my takeaway from this one is like in an endearing way, like you never want to be compared to like old lions teams, but this does remind me of, a Lions team, not last year's Lions team, but the year before that, where you're kind of like, they're scrappy, they're good, they need to learn how to win. And then last yeah. year was kind of the year they like learned how to win, but still didn't quite do it. And then this year is the year where they're, they're supposed to be putting it all together 
which like we've seen, like the Lions are a pretty good team. But to double back on those penalties that you might have missed on the first drive, and it was nothing crazy. Like I want to say it was a holding. I think they both came on third downs, though, like where we could have got them off the field. And then we had one pass interference, I want to say, on Valentine. And then now they're messing up my brain, getting Corey Valentine. And then yeah, Valentine and Valentine. (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah. And I think it was the Valentine and the Valentine that got the two two penalties to to continue the drives. All right. So I think it wasn't one of them. Yeah, quick, like just a quick, uh, we should just get rid of um, Alexander so that we can have Valentine and Valentine. Yeah, I don't, I don't think so. After the way. Yeah, I uh, think that's but, fine. <laughs> no, we're, we're, we're keeping Alexander uh, for as long as we can. I mean, he did get kind of torched in the Vikings game, but then he came back and had a hell game in the Rams game. Yeah, um, I think that he was like significantly injured in that Vikings game. Like he couldn't play the way he wants to play in a lot of ways. Yeah. That's uh, the way it appeared. But let's I, let's move on. No, I do want to see who I don't want to charge the so Nixon had a defensive holding call okay. on the yeah. second touchdown drive. And then I want to say it was Valentine had a pass interference on third and three in the first drive to continue it. So we're going to get into that uh, little SWAT thing we do. And definitely penalties are still on the, uh, or discipline, I guess, is still on one of the weaknesses. Um, but yeah, there was a lot of big things that happened in these games. Those penalties, I don't think are like the story of the game. I don't think it was like, oh, those were such shitty penalties. Because for one, the Valenti one, he did have uh i think it was johnson by like his back little shirt thing and then the other one was probably fair as well uh but yeah you take those out and you just make the plays get them off the field this is kind of a different game but the big play that i do want to touch is the backwards pass that is just insane that they went back and reviewed it and I hate Gene Stesitor. Yeah. I, I think that's my most hated guy in in like broadcasting right now. Can't stand that son of a bitch. And I don't want to be the guy that like comes back and is like he hoses against the Packers. But he was the dipshit that came on the air when yeah. there was the double catch, and he was like, yeah. it was definitely intercepted because he had his foot on the ground first. I'm like, dude, you're an idiot. And then they bring him in, and he was like, oh, it, it was a pretty tough call. Like when – I don't know who was announcing our game right now. We, we're getting C and D team, oh, uh, yeah, C, yeah, yeah. CBS guys. But, but he called him out, right? Yeah, he, he was like, like, I do not bullshit, agree with man. you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so. Which I think is uh, – I would like to see – so I see a lot of people complaining that the in-studio officials just back up the officials – I'd like to see the broadcasting teams just go to them and be like, all right, so we saw these four angles. What's your call? Right. And like, don't give him the opportunity to like, oh, you know, I'm going to call this a whatever. Right. What's your call? They make the call in like kind of like in live. And then we see like, oh, so it's, it is in conflict at the very least. Yeah. And then we grade them and then we fire them if they don't do a good enough job. 
No, I, well, so I, I don't mean, need someone to just tell me the refs are fucking good. I don't need them to do that. Like, I, I don't give two fucks about that. What I want to know is, like, if they get it right, like, why it's right. Yeah. Right. When it, so, like, let's say that that happens and he comes in and he goes, all right, so this is actually a turnover because of, like, this thing and this thing and this thing that happened. Right. They got it wrong down there. They reviewed it. They still got it wrong. Like, but they'll be talking about that moving forward. Like, that's all I want to hear the guy say. Like, I can deal with people making mistakes, even with a second opportunity. Like, that's not the part that kills me. The part that kills me is that the Packers can't get any fucking turnovers. And this is when I talk about like ball bounces. I think ball bounces for good teams go their way, and ball bounces for bad teams don't go their way. And this is one of them, right? So, like, even if they overturn that, they lost a touchdown because they didn't just call it on the field, right? So, like, we've seen that happen before, too, where we get, a like, a good play and we can't get in the end zone. So, like, that, them calling that the way they did, like, is just, like, a reflection of the whole team is that, like, that ball bounce goes the other way and it puts us in a funk. And so, like, it sucks that they got that play wrong, but, like, shit like that's going to happen. Yeah. And we had our opportunities to still win that game. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. you can't be, like, hung up on it. I think another big turning point is is when Ke- uh, Keon Nixon takes a ball 60 yards back to the opposite side of the field. Like, you can't just get a field goal out of that. And that's kind of... Yeah where we are right now that that was going to be a little bit of my blowback on the special teams like because i still think nixon is out there doing things like he's putting us in good position uh time and time again because you've seen the guy on the other side of the ball i can't remember who was uh returning kicks for pittsburgh but i think he was like if nixon's gonna take all these out i'm gonna start trying to take these out and nixon gets past the 25 probably 95 percent of the time he yep. he takes it out and that dude was not able to get past the 25 when he was taking i think he did a couple times but i mean so he was i think dropped pretty deep there i think nixon is a guy that you want to have the ball in his hands like you like you want him to take him out right so he is i mean so he's not Devin hester or dante hall he's not those guys right he isn't that quite there but he's a guy I want. The, I want him to get kick returns, and I want him to bring them out of the fucking end zone. I okay. love. I love too that he's so aggressive that if it's if it's a punt and they know they're going to be trying to pin us inside the twenty, they put Jaden Reed back because they're like Nixon's <laughs> Nixon's going to try to return it if he's the guy yeah. back there. So they put. But yeah, it's just kind of like a funny probably pretty smart move i mean Jaden reed almost had a a big big mistake uh in this one the ball just hitting yeah. off his face mask and dropping right. so it. and that's what i'm getting at with the special teams is like they just kind of fucked up today right like they just weren't polished yeah um yeah so my talking points uh, so the backwards pass that was there uh, still making the dumb penalties. We already kind of went over that, which they weren't like awfully dumb. Um, and if I go into this, 
team stat wise, I want to say we had like five, four. Let me get to it. Penalty. So we had five for 32 yards. So that is getting a little bit better. Uh, as far as it goes, we didn't have any of just the offense being off sides today. So that got fixed That's up good. for us. Uh, and I think my third one is just Jordan Love looking very, very good today. He looked like a playmaker out there, like buying time, finding guys downfield. I will say, though, there is throws where Isaiah, I'm Monday morning quarterbacking this big time. But he just he's finding the open guys, but sometimes he's not hitting them exactly where you want to hit them. And I don't know if Musgrave is kind of like Bambi-ish, like in the rookie, but it seems like every time he gets Musgraves the ball, like Musgraves is like confused of like where to like catch it. So he loses. How do I run? There's a ball in my hand. I don't know how to run anymore. Like it's the way it honestly feels. Like he puts the ball in his hand and he's like. All right, now my legs don't work. It's yeah, just, I do think the weird. one he had, like him over the middle, like they're not quite on the exact same page is, is yeah. kind of what I'm getting yeah. from it is because there was that time in the end zone where he was like, I think Love made the right throw. And it's it was like to go to, let's say it was Musgrave's like back left shoulder like where he just thought Musgrave should have naturally learned, like that's where I'm going to need yeah. you on that play. And I think when he lets it rip like that and Musgrave sees that, he was like, like, you know, it's probably like, oh shit, I probably could have been there if I needed to be there. And I knew yeah. that love was like capable of watching Making that get, throw, right? Yeah. Watching yeah. get that. And that's the thing too, is like, I think he is capable of every throw. I do think he's missing some throws by like, a foot to to get that extra yeah. yardage after it because he even hit like Jaden Reed a little low on one where you think if you get it yeah. up in his body like he can turn and run where he has to like drop for it. But anyways, I was very impressed with Jordan Love. I'm all Same in here. on the on the Jordan Love thing. Yeah. So like I was thinking about this today with Jordan Love. I mean, let's just assume that he's not going to be Aaron Rodgers. He won't ever be as good as Aaron Rodgers, right? If he just works at trying to be like just try to be as good as him we'll have an elite level quarterback right i think he's got all the arm talent like if he just always is like focusing and like moving forward i don't know if you can surpass rogers i really don't but i do think that like you can get really really close to what he is yeah and i think the way that this that we were trying to build this team in the way that this team is currently built is to not have to lean on a guy like Aaron Rodgers so much. Cause I think yeah. we, we live by that, like live by the sword, die by the sword type thing. It's like, yes, we got the best quarterback in the league, but then we have to pay him out the ass. And then we can't have this great of a defense, this great of a weapon. Right. And I think, I think we've seen like where like you know we got one super bowl out of it but there's a better way to do things like <laughs> yeah yep but but yeah then my last one i will say is our run defense absolutely sucked um yeah i shit if you look at it was like five average, yards of carry or something dumb yeah five point four or no 
rushing attempt, 5.7 yards a carry. So they it's average more, <laughs> yeah, average more yards a carry than uh than they did per pass. But I guess I do have one last thing. The Steelers, they can fucking tackle, and that shows up yep. so differently. Like every time the Steelers hit a guy, they stuck to him. Like it, it was crazy. Like where you see um Harris run through the whole like there's like people like bouncing off of them and stuff. Like it seems like when Steelers get their hands on you, they put you down. Yep. Like they are yep. a great tackling team. But that's all I got for uh my little bit of talking points there. Uh that all right, and these are kind of more just my points here. Um Matt LaFleur is too conservative for me. Um prime example of this is that we have a minute 20 left in the first half and he essentially decides to throw it t- uh like seven yards behind the line of scrimmage on play one. They lose five yards and then do a dive and that was the only two plays he runs inside of that time. Right? Yeah. So like and I just, it just pissed me the fuck off. Like if we're going to be doing something like, like if we are going to be a team that's like in middle of the road, which is where I think we're at right now. Like we're a middle of the road team, right. That just hasn't found ways to like click the win column. You have to take advantage of that. You have to try to score right at the end of the first half, steal a possession right there, and then steal a possession at the beginning of the second half. Um, and I want to say like the Patriots have done that forever. And I think that that's something that needs to be done. And so like, I don't like the way he was conservative there, but that that's the thing. That wasn't the play where it was like going to be a double pass. Was it? No, it was just, nope, nope. just like a screen out to read and he got stuck. Yeah. yeah. So I will bite back on that just a little bit. It's just, I think it's just losing the five yards. There is. It's tough to yeah, but like so with a minute twenty to go, two timeouts, you shouldn't be running that play at all. You I should can, be yeah, you should be being aggressive, moving into field goal range, right? So like, I'm not saying that that play can't get you there, but like you shouldn't you shouldn't put yourself in the hole in a situation like that. If you don't feel like you can like in that, for me, is a drive where you have to like move forward, right? You can't move backwards in that side, that drive, I guess like there, you're never giving the ball back if that's what happens, but like to waste that spot right there, like, like trying to like get a four or five yard leak out, I think is pointless. Gotcha. I don't know. Like I like the opportunity to like put up double points. Right. So like touchdown, touchdown, you change momentum at halftime. They're getting yelled at at halftime instead of getting praised at halftime. It's just a different, yeah, uh, like dynamic through the whole game. Even if you get a field goal there, like you're, yep, you're putting more pressure on for sure. All right, what do you got next? What do you got next? Uh, so I think that Matt Lafleur is playing some pretty good play or calling some pretty good plays that aren't always like um, well executed. Jones from like the fifteen, they do this little like leak out screen. And neither guy got a block. Neither of the guys that are in front of him get a block. And then he gets fucking essentially caught from behind. He evades one tackler and then gets caught from behind by a guy. But if the blocks happen, there I mean, he's probably to the five, maybe to the four. 
on that play. I don't know if you remember which one I'm talking about. I don't, but this one's this one was pretty funny to me. That I think it was the double pass that I'm thinking of, and they're <sighs> like, they're like, and he had a wall of blockers in front of him. And then they show the replay, and all three of the blockers whiffed <laughs> their guys that they were supposed yeah. to be blocking. I'm like, no, he was getting fucking lit up if that pass was like, yeah. So maybe, back. right? So maybe it was good that he just dropped it or whatever right yeah i can't even remember the end result of that play really i i just remember like that was that was not gonna look pretty after going yeah and so that that's an execution piece of it i did see uh dobbs like just whiffed a block on something where he needed to be the only guy that got blocked and he fucking just missed it i think that's a piece where we miss lazard right like lazard didn't miss blocks like that um and then there was another one Jaden Reed pass in the flat. Like we needed four yards for a first down, something like that, four or five yards for a first down. They threw it to Jade or he throws it to Jaden Reed and he puts it on his, like his shoulder that goes to our end zone, not the shoulder that goes to the Pittsburgh's end zone, Yeah, which makes him turn around. He still gets the first down. He like jumps out, but like it could have been an easy first down. Right. Yeah. And so just not executed. Well, that's a good play call. Just not executed. Getting back into the blocks, though, like if we had to give a shout out to some guy that we give shit sometimes, uh, Dylan goes to war like with blitz pickups and shit like good. that. He takes pride in that shit. Like he, I'm gonna, he looks like a monster in that shit. Good, because I'm going to have to like keep an eye out for that because like there's some like grittiness that you need to have with that, right, too. And so like I can appreciate that. I just need to fit him to figure out how to run in the first six weeks of a season, seven weeks of a season. Yeah. And we'll be good. And then I'll no, love it. It is just funny watching like how much pride he takes in blocking. Like, I, I think that's good. like something that's going to keep him around the league for a long time is, is nice. that. And, but right, you keep um, going. So uh, Matt Fleur has good play calls. Joe Barry has some fucking play calls that even if they work, like are just fucking stupid. Just like, blows my mind that we're doing this right uh third and 15 or something like that he dials up a pressure that will produce zero rush right three man rush coming at kenny pickett what do we know about kenny pickett if you put pressure on him he isn't good right like just like get in his face do if you give any of these quarterbacks time in the nfl they can all be good all these wide receivers with time can get open at some point Right, like you can't hope to hold them for thirty seconds. You can give up that fifteen yards pretty easily in the NFL, and so I just thought it was ridiculously dumb. To, well, I'm not going to like pressure you at all. No big deal. Like take your time, and we'll stop it out on this end. Yeah, couldn't believe it. Yeah, uh, but surprisingly though, like our pass defense did play very well today. But yeah, the, some of the Joe Barry stuff, like the stuff he lets him get underneath is ridiculous which i do think you're right in the execution piece is because i think that's what joe barry wants is them to drop it off the middle and then us to come up and make tackle but we're just not that great of tackling team and i think it stands out even more when you play against a team that like pittsburgh that doesn't really miss tackles um where i was like okay i can kind of see what joe barry's doing there but like you gotta know your personnel and like let, let's try to like make it an incompletion, not like, uh, hey, we need to tackle Warren in the open field type shit. <laughs> right. Um, so I, I, 
had an argument, and I think that like our defense succeeds despite having Joe Barry as the coordinator. I think yeah, that's what's I, happening. I think if we have a like a super high end defensive coordinator, if we have Matt Patricia as our defensive coordinator, let's assume that he was actually good. But Bill Belichick, I think that I actually texted you that we should have, we should be trying to trade for Bill Belichick as our D coordinator. But um, if you have like a Belichick as your D coordinator, right? Like this team, this defensive team might be the best in the fucking world. Like we just might like be crushing everybody. No point. We might be Cleveland. I I have no clue. I I just think the tacklers are so bad. Like that that doesn't matter what defense you're running. Like the way they ran on us today, I think we're a little high on our defense. I do think they have like talent and stuff, but making Najee Harris look look just excellent after he hasn't looked great all year. And then right. Warren, like who the fuck's Warren? Well, he seems to be pretty damn good if he's playing against Packers defense. Um, uh, so he's actually a pretty like for backups. He's like probably like one of the highest end. In the yeah, I mean, I'm not saying that, but like after we shut down the Rams, <laughs> backup running back all day long. Yeah, I was pretty optimistic that we we were a good run defense. But when a team really wanted to run against us, then. Like we said, they average 5.7 yards carry. I don't know if that's your defensive coordinator at that point. I mean, but I don't know. I have no, I don't know. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Me neither. So I just, I feel like he just dials up some goofy shit. And anyway, we can get onto the strengths and stuff like that. But I do think that Barry dials up some goofy shit and there's probably some good stuff that he's dialed up too. I just didn't notice that. Right, like with the Matt Lafleur stuff, I noticed a couple things that he dialed up that I was like, "Oh, that, like that looked like it was going to really work." Now he didn't run the trick play I told him to run in my Packers breakdown, but he did try to run a trick play, which I was appreciative. Of. Yeah, just wasn't a very good trick play. All right, you want to get into the strengths and weaknesses, or you want to touch the Christian Washington, Christian Watson thoughts and? Where the running, where the wide receivers no. rank stack, in our opinion. So, like, yeah, we can do that. Uh, so, Christian Watson, I think, is just having his Devontae year two. So, yeah. Like, I think that he is in his head a little bit. He needs to break out of it with, he needs a big game. I thought getting the, him the ball early and often would kind of do that. We did that. Like, we got him the ball a few times on that first drive and in the second drive. Um, and it just didn't change anything about the way he kind of functioned throughout the end of the game. Um, I don't yeah. think that like he's the one causing interceptions for for Jordan Love. Um, I don't always think that it's Jordan Love that is making the wrong read or doing the wrong shit that is supplying the interception. Like today's first interception. That was all love. I, I tried to pin it on somebody else, but it was. So, uh, and I don't even know that it's like a super negative on love, right? So, no, no, uh, no. Peter, it was Peterson not. knocks that one in the air and that other guy just comes in and scoops it up, right? So, like, because you're in a short field situation there, that's why that interception happens. If you're in a situation where the whole field has to be defended, that safety probably doesn't get down on that ball as quickly. Yeah, no, I mean, it was a time where, like, you needed to make a play. 
I can't yeah. remember the exact down, but I want to say it was third down. It, no, it was second and nine. So. Second, yep. Yeah. So I actually thought that that was like a – like it was too early to have the back corner fade type. Yeah. Type play in that drive, but it is what it is. I'm not too concerned about that one way or the other. I just like – I don't think that they're Christian Watson's fault that love is throwing these picks. And like – I'm not like that man that loves throwing. Like, I'd rather you be aggressive. I'd rather you like take the shots. I would like to see that ball be on the back pylon instead of in the middle of the end zone because I assume that only Watson can get it then. But it is. Yeah. Nice. And I think, I mean, he was feeling himself after like the touchdown to Dobbs was very pretty. The touchdown to Reed was even prettier. So, yep. And yeah, I, I think, I think he's starting to feel have a feel and i don't think that that's a bad thing but i do think he does need to get a little bit smarter with his decision making at the end of the game yep. because he's getting way too big of a highlight clip of, of ending games on interceptions <laughs> like, it's three three games so end of the raiders game end yeah. of the broncos game end of the all afc opponents too maybe it's a maybe it's an afc thing yeah. and then end of the season he's not game, he's too. not lamar jackson apparently who can go into the other conference and just fucking yeah, clean, clean house. Up, right. But yeah, uh, I, I think you're right with Watson is like, I, I just think it's like a year thing probably in his head, but I do see him like rip on some routes, like where, where you're like, damn, he is fast. He is going to be there eventually. And he is clearing out the field for some of these other guys to make some catches yeah. underneath. Uh, so yeah, I don't think it's all bad. I think. It just goes with the territory of having yep. that kind of hype coming with you is you're going to get with, shit on. Because I think Devontae said, Adams got shit on pretty good. Oh, yeah. I knew guys that uh, wanted him cut. Like yeah. guys that are not stupid, not stupid humans wanted him cut. Wanted Jeff Janis out there. Uh, uh, yeah. Or whoever the fuck it was, right? Like Jake Kumaro. Like, let's <laughs> yep. put Kumaro out there. Um, so with that being said, Right now, Christian Watson's the fourth best wide receiver in that room. Yeah, but I mean, that's like a good problem that we have, though. That's no, no. I <laughs> I actually think in the next two or three years, we are set up to end up having what looks like Driver, Jennings, Jones, and Nelson. Yeah, no, I I think and this... so. Like, I think we're like that is like a like an elite level problem. Yeah, no, let's get into strengths because that like correlates for my first strength. So my first strength is uh, Jordan Love and the young talent. Uh, like like Mike just said right there, as I truly 100% believe that is like these young, talented wide receivers are, they're going to be good. They're going to be dirty. Like it's going to be, yeah. it's going to be a crew that's tough to guard. And with Wicks stepping up the way that he stepped up here, uh, Jaden Breed, to me, I think Jaden Reed is probably the best one right now. Yeah, I uh, but I, but I do think if I have to like comp them, it's definitely going to be uh, shit. You you brought it back a little bit, um, but I think Reed is kind of the cop of it. I think uh, Watson is going to be more of the Nelson of it, and yeah. and then you're going to have uh, Romeo as kind of your. Uh, jones james jones of of that crew and that, that's no slight to any of that. i love that receiving core back in the day i think that's i mean one that of receiving ones. core like if you look back on it now is ridiculous and i want to say that one year 
like Nelson was the number one wide receiver. One year Jennings was, and one year Jones was. Like in a three year span, we had three different like number ones inside like that team. And it was just ridiculous that you can even run into something like that. And then you have Donald Driver, who is the all time receptions leader, as like your worst dude. Yeah. Yeah. And he was just kind of our possession guy on the way out. Um, but yeah, I, I think that that's an amazing strength uh, and an opportunity, I guess, that we have to look forward, look forward to. I want to give a shout out to, I think my favorite player on this team right now is Keon Nixon. Uh, not only on special teams, but when he's on defense, I don't, I'm not great at like saying like, oh, he's a good cover guy or something, but he wants to put people on their ass. And that's yeah. something we need in our secondary. Nixon likes to tackle. And I love that about him is like, even when you put him in as a nickel, like you're not losing much tackling uh, as far as, as far as him, as far as him being on the field. I am also not great. Like in my head, uh, Alexander's not the greatest tackler. Uh, I don't see like Valentine and these guys making too right. many tackles. Uh, and I know our safeties are pretty damn good at tackling. Like Savage tends to rack tackles up when he's on the field. Um, Owen or whatever. Who Who's the guy that plays for? Um, Gosh, Simone Biles. So we had John, Owen. Jonathan Owen. Yeah, yeah Owen. Yeah. But, but uh, whatever. I, I think I think Nixon has been a great, great addition. To, I mean, obviously, yep. like the special team stuff. And then pass defense without Alexander. Pretty damn good against, I think Deontay Johnson might be one of the more underrated receivers in the league. Uh, and, and I then, enjoy Deontay Johnson a lot as a yeah. like a pass catcher. Like he doesn't score a lot of touchdowns, but he gets a shitload of receptions. Yeah. And so he ends up getting one catch for 17 yards. And then Pickens, uh, who's got all this buzz this year, had three catches for 45 yards. Granted, they're running the ball down our fucking throat. So they didn't really have to like lean on those weapons that hard. Right. Uh, if you look at Pickett's day, 14 for 23, he looks like Scott Tolzien leading the Badgers to a Rose Bowl out there uh, with with just monsters of backs and Warren and Harris uh, running it down our throat for Warren had 101 yards on 15 carries and Harris had 82 yards on 16 carries. So we made those guys look too damn good. And I don't know if you got any strengths you want to add in there, but if if it flowed into it, then our weaknesses, our run defense fucking sucked today. It was yep. bad, bad news. Yes. Yeah. And so I would agree that the run defense needs to be much better. I'm actually kind of surprised Pittsburgh didn't lean on it more. Yeah. In the last they, five minutes of the game. <laughs> I mean, honestly, like just crush them and, and maybe we made an adjustment later in the later in the game and like it just allowed us to her shit didn't feel like it it felt like no right pittsburgh should have just been like hey man i think they could have got away in this game with Pickett throwing 10 balls or maybe not throwing 10 balls but like throwing 20 and completing 10 they they could have still been in the same situation that that they were in but yeah that that run defense Quay Walker's down, Alexander's down. So, I mean, they're shifting parts in there. 
where I do think Quay Walker is a stud. Devondre Campbell is a stud. So I think I think when you got both those guys healthy, that's going to be a big difference uh, in the in the run game for sure. Yeah, yep, I, would, I agree. Um, All right, so let's let's jump to some opportunities here. Opportunities, like we already said, young talent starting to blossom. Uh, play calling for me, I, I'm bad at the opportunity section, but I do think offensively, like you were saying earlier. Uh, we are kind of starting to have some more, you know, we got nothing to lose right now. Let's have some fun and try to win these games, um, learning how to win. And I think once the balls stop getting just flat out dropped, that's this offense is going to be pretty damn good. And I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. And uh, so I think like we're right on the verge of learning how to win these games too. I yeah, think you you wrote that down, but I think like we're there. Like it is like in hand. We are. I would like to see us get one of these late wins, right? Just to kind of be like, yes, we can do it, and we should do it every time. I thought it was think, coming for sure today. I, I was pretty confident that that last drive that ended. I mean, the last two drives that ended with the interception, but when we through the interception, the defense steps up, gets us the ball back with, I can't remember how much time to go. Uh, I can look like three quick. minutes, I think. No, no, nope, no, I, it was, that was the first, it was like round, 59 right? seconds to go. I want to say, yeah, 59 seconds to go. Uh, but they do like make a run there, like where they get to the, they get to Pittsburgh's 16 on, on that drive. So. They start at their own 19, uh, hit some sort of bomb. I can't remember. So 46 Jayden. yards. Oh, yeah, it was it was Jaden for yeah for 46. So so yeah, it, it looks like we're we're a hair away, Mike. We're a hair away from winning those. But that, that's all I got for opportunities there. All right. And so jumping into threats. Uh so I think threats is like we're not teaching the coach or teaching the tackling in the fucking and he's calling stupid place right so defensively i think that's a big piece of it and then uh you have down injuries to quay walker and uh alexander who are taking leaders off of the field that's really tough to deal with you know right when our when our leaders aren't on the field like that's going to affect your defense as well yeah, and it's like maybe also like the bad bad ball bounces that we're calling like bad ball bounces. Yeah. Like maybe they're happening for a reason. And uh yeah. and just yeah, keeping a healthy team. I mean, that's threatening to any team. I think our biggest threat is can Joe Barry hack it. That's that's like what what it comes down to. Like can Matt LaFleur step up and be like hey i need a new guy here or or can matt Laf- like can matt lafleur adjust things enough in order for the offense to be a powerhouse right so there's teams that win all the time without great defenses but they all have super offenses look at the dolphins right so their defense isn't that great right like look at former packer teams defenses were pretty mediocre 
yeah. but their offenses were just dominant. And so Matt LaFleur would have to change what he is offensively in order for our team to win if you're going to keep Joe Barry around. Yeah. No, I like it. And that is where we will end with the Packers stuff. And this is the shit burger of, of the weekend. The this shit one. burger of shit burgers. <laughs> yeah. So Badgers versus Northwestern. So Northwestern Wildcats come to Madison and just beat the Badgers like they stole something from them. Uh, this game in, a, was at- in a year where the Northwestern should be in fucking shambles. Yeah. Fitzgerald gets fired for bullying kids in the shower. Um, yep. But yeah, it, it was it was a bad game. Um, I will say Northwestern came out swinging, and that's that's what won them the game. Is get up on this Wisconsin team is where we brought Fickle in to fix this shit. Is like when we get behind, you know, having some firepower to come back in these games. But Northwestern puts up their 24 points. They score the whole game in the first two quarters and don't even sniff a score in the second half. So we get our ass whooped right off the jump. And then we just can't do anything. We can't finish a drive on offense. It it was bad. It was, I will say, like our first drive of the game was fine. Like we had, a uh, 10 play 57 yard drive capped off with the field goal. And you're like, okay, maybe we're going to do something. We probably should have got seven out of that, but then I'm not going to go to the drive by drive shit. Uh, but yeah, then never finish a drive until the end of the game where the game is damn near over. I think we scored with, it's not much time on left. We scored with 11 seconds left in the game to make it look not quite so bad. So we'll lose that game 24 to 10, but for all intents and purposes, we lost that game 24 to three. Like it was not good. Um, and we can get right into the SWAT. We do run a little bit long on the Packers. I think with the Badger season going the way that it is going, it, it's, not something that we need to hammer too much because I do think it's just we're we're two years away from this. So we'll get into the strengths, weaknesses, whatever the SWAT thing. And I do have some a little news that gave me a little bit more optimism. I don't think you should, even if as a first year coach, I do not think you should be losing to Indiana, Northwestern. Northwestern, yeah. And we're still five point favorites at versus Nebraska next week. I can't remember if that's at Nebraska or versus Nebraska. I, I would assume it, it's in Matt. It's yeah. got to be in Mass. Does it yeah. does it matter? I mean, so like <laughs> I don't know. I'm Northwestern taking Nebraska walked into Yeah, they walked into fucking Camp Randall and whooped the shit out of them. Yeah. So we'll we'll get into strengths here. So the one thing I can say maybe the defense in the second half, like once the defense got his feet under him, uh Northwestern wasn't doing shit, but I do also think that's one of those things. Let's like we're up, you know, twenty-one points. Like we yeah, don't let's have, run the ball. Just, let's yeah, get the clock, the clock down. Like we can stop them defensively. Yep. Yeah, and us just not having an offense that can put points up. And that was about it. That was about the strength uh, of the whole game. Weakness for us: offense and first half defense. Uh, we can't finish a drive. Like they're just so glaring. 
Um, uh, so who's the backup running back? Uh, I can't remember his name. Yaka Not Akron. Yeah, Mowley. that. Yep, that guy. That guy runs the way like you like fourth graders run football, right? Yeah. Like, so they like he just runs as hard as he can at the hole that they assigned, and doesn't like look to see if what like what's going to open up. But you know what the funny, funny thing about that is that Cam Porter for Northwestern ran the same damn way and it worked for him against Wisconsin's defense in the first half. He looked like a freaking bull, like trying to like get out of someplace. And he just like ended up getting like more yards. But yeah. Okay. Yeah. Every every time I've seen that guy run, that's the only way I've seen him run. Like he never like makes a cut. He's just like, that's the hole. I'm going to hit that thing as hard as I fucking can, which I'm sure worked pretty well, you know, at, like at the high school level. But oh, yeah. Yeah. Let, let me look at how big this. So six foot, 213 pounds. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's of, not even like huge. No. By any means. But yeah, I'm sure, though, like these guys had to be like way faster than everybody. But anyways, yeah, we were not running the ball well. Uh, Mordecai actually didn't have like that bad of a day stat wise. Like he was 31 of 45 for 255 yards, but we just cannot finish drives. So yeah, it, it's bad. Uh, can't put points on the board. Can't beat Northwestern at home. Can't beat Indiana and Bloomington. Can't, and, can't do shit right now. So in really like with Allen and Malusi being hurt, like you could transfer into this complete air raid offense without having to stick to the running game at all and be like, our our dudes are not able to play right now. And so we're going to spread it out and we're going to just go to go hog wild on the passing game. And like Badger fans won't even get mad about that shit. Right. Like yeah. right at the beginning of the year, we're going to get mad because use the guys you have, like I would like use the guys you have that, you know, are studs in Malusi and Braylon Allen and like let the receivers kind of like just assist, you know, like when we need one, we will, but right now you could run every play you wanted to a wide receiver and nobody would say anything. Yeah. And and that's a good thing that I kind of forgot that you just sparked my memory. So Braylon Allen was back in this game for one drive. So he must've just not been feeling good because he had three carries for three yards in this yeah. one. In, no, and I knew that run. he came back. I knew that he came back. But as soon as those guys leave a game, like you could just be like, we're done. We're going to throw it all day. We're going to run the score up through the air. Yeah. And they don't. And I mean, you could even just get weird with your offense now at this point. Yeah. So, yep. <clears throat> yeah, well, we'll go to opportunities because I think that's a great opportunity is like Big Time West is an insight. I know we're still trying to make it to a bowl game, but like, who really gives that much of a fuck? I mean, we, I, I kind of care just because of the twenty-one years or twenty years in a row. But yeah, but if you're not setting yourself up to get better, I I'm just saying, no need to play Mordecai anymore. Um, oh yeah, yeah, I, yeah. So he, I do think that's a really good opportunity. I think you should yeah, go with that opportunity. Right? Yeah, no need to play him anymore. Um. And I think you can just get funky on offense, like whether it be let's get our receiver that is most suitable to 
kind of like uh, what we did with Montgomery back in the day. Uh, kind of put a receiver back at running back and just get funky with our offensive play calling and stuff. Um, another opportunity and patience is a virtue type situation. So when Fickle took over for Ohio State, the one year he was there, I didn't take that one down, but I think he was like four and six. So whatever, that that's not a great barom. Which is like, with dudes, like a ton of dudes, right? Yeah, but I think Ohio State was kind of like down. Does down. It, so down for Ohio State is not down, right? So like you still beat Minnesota, you still beat Indiana, you still are beating yeah. Northwestern. Like you can beat up on all the little sisters of the poor, like just showing up. Yeah. But anyways, Cincinnati, I think, is a better barometer. First year at Cincinnati, four and eight. After that, did not have one season where Cincinnati finished outside the top 25 and made the playoffs. So it does, you know, it even took them a year at Cincinnati to turn around. Um, So I think we still got that going for us. Um, And what else did I put? We will get to see. No, so like oh. this is this is for me. So uh, we're gonna have the opportunity to see who the coaching staff wa- like thinks wants to be there, who the coaching staff actually thinks their like players are, because at this point in the season you have no alliance to anyone, right? So you don't have to all the like legacy players that were already there. You don't have to like show them any respect at this point, like. You know they're probably on their way out if they don't like what the team is. And you can kind of be like moving towards the team that you want to be in the future. Like, kind of like I said, like you made some points about like putting a wide receiver back there and doing some funky things with your offense. We might see some guys that are getting thrown into play because they show some passion during practice and they like some other guys just aren't showing like that drive. Yeah. And no, I think it's I a think great it would, opportunity to do that. Yep. And so that kind of leads into my conflicts here. Um, I think it's Hunter Waller was talking online about like how it doesn't feel like the team's playing with any passion. And like, that means there's conflict conflict inside of the locker room. And that is a huge threat. Like if you can't solve that problem, like the conflict and the wanting to play versus not wanting to play the uh, like really the drive. And then there's guys that do have drive. And then there's guys that don't like, if you can't solve those problems, you're going to be in trouble as an organization, no matter what level you're at. That happens at high school, college pros. Like if you have conflict inside your locker room, like you're fucked, you're not going to win. Yeah, and I do think also like Fickle on the sideline does not seem to be like overly concerned. He just got like bad aesthetics while getting your ass kicked on on the sideline. Like, I, and I is, don't is think that not that, the way? Like, part of the reason that they hate fucking Paul Christ is because he wasn't passionate enough. Well, I mean, even I, th- it, it's anybody that doesn't react the way people want them to react. Yeah. Like, yep. Cause how Rogers would kind of get a little, get on guys. Yeah. 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 But like in a little powder way, but like then people love like Tom Brady getting in people's face and stuff like that. So I don't know. It it is what 
it is to whoever wants it's whatever the person wants it to be to be yes how it's kind of gonna go uh my threat that i have here is just and you see it in me like people like me like fau made that big run to the tournament and stuff so it's exciting like kids are like oh what's fau what they're in boca raton like this is cool yeah. like cool team i think we're kind of losing that right now like where granted you know madison's not boca raton or anything like that but, but i think this summer we had all that hype the hype was huge for Wisconsin yeah football it was fucking huge and i know that we're fans and we plug into that piece of it but like there was a lot of content going out that was like super hyped up yeah the the bat signal like every time we got a a new yeah. recruit like that would go out yeah that was pretty cool but yeah i think we're losing kind of that steam uh as far as that recruiting goes i don't know how exactly that's going to affect the program i do think fickle is kind of a magical guy uh with recruiting people because if you just look at some of the guys that he had come to cincinnati sauce gardner um i think deguara was his boy um yeah kelsey's i i I don't know Uh, he wasn't there for the kelsey's oh sure okay so pretty sure giving him too much credit yeah that does seem like quite a while ago because he wasn't i I think the kelsey's are upper 30s at this point maybe travis isn't but i think jason's like upper 30s okay so yeah i won't give him those guys but yeah i I do think that's a threat that uh we're losing some steam in that but that's about all i got for that um i don't know if you got anything to add to the badgers talk or we're good no i saw like um i'd like to see some adjustments be made for the badgers and like I said, with your running backs out and like not in the game, like uh, this is the time to move the offense, right? So like the running backs aren't there. I know I think like, well, we got four good ones right behind them. And we probably do, right? They're probably there. But at this point, you can just say, we don't have our dudes. We're going to air raid. We're going to show you what it's all about and prove us wrong. I like, so Wisconsin, I, I do have faith in Wisconsin like in fickle turning this Wisconsin team into what it's supposed to be. But like, this is what I like. This is what I say about a lot of things when it comes to sports, like you can't actually replace most of these like players and, or um, coaches, right. That um, you always want the, whatever's whoever has the greener pasture, right. Um, Everybody wanted Rogers out. And I just always would say, who do we take? Who do we get to replace Rodgers? We'll draft a guy. Well, none of those guys fucking pan out. You know what I mean? Like, oh, you want Chris gone, who wins seven or wins eight games every year, maybe nine games every year, right? You want him gone. Well, who do we bring in? Well, we brought in this guy. He's not doing it right now. And so, like, they'll, it's always, you know, do something else, do something else, change everything, change it, change it, change it. And, like, that, if it, if he if he just turns into Christ, are any of us happy? Yeah, no, I mean I kind of miss it, but uh, I I, think I still this, have a, I still have faith. We get to the to the uh, we get to the top four right under Fickle. I still have faith that that happens, but if we don't and we just finish eighth, you know that's a playoff maybe, spot next year, though. 
but so like, but it's the same as if Chris would have done it, who probably would have over the next 10 years, Chris would have finished between eight and 12. I would guess three times over the next 10 years. That's what Chris would have done. I can see that. That's, that's, that's my guess or assumption, right? I could go back and look at what Wisconsin did from 2000 to now and how many times they finished like, you know, in the top 15, right? Which could fall into top 12 or it could fall out of the top 12, whatever it is. But like, if Fickle does the same thing over the next 10 to 20 years, because I assume he's going to be coaching there forever. That's the goal, right? Are we really happy with Fickle? Right? I think we are. Like, so I'm ecstatic with what Barry Alvarez did and Bielema and Anderson. And there's probably another in Christ. Like what Wisconsin football's been, I love that. Right. I love the like the winning culture. I love being at the top end of the Big Ten every year. It sucks that we can't quite get the hurdle, but I think that comes. Like it's just a matter of putting the right team together in the right year. Yeah. And I think if any intelligent Badger fan is like, this is a throwaway year. Like, Fickle's going to be good. I, I think Fickle's probably going to be yeah. the best coach that we've had. Uh, I'll go out on a limb and say that. But that is all we got for the Badgers, Packers. We'll touch some Buck stuff. Uh, I got a plan. We'll talk about You're it. Touching pop. butts and stuff? Butts, butts and stuff. stuff. Butt, butt stuff. Big butts. Big butt stuff. Um, but I'll talk to you offline for that. But as always, we love you guys. Thank you for your support. Please like, subscribe, share. Pound the subscribe button. Just pound it. And Mike, what pound do you got it. for them? If you're doubting the Brewers, the Badgers, the Bucks, or the Packers, you can eat our shorts. Roll it. All them suckers that doubted the Packers can't eat my shorts. All them suckers that doubted the Packers can't eat my shorts. Eat them. All them suckers that doubted the Packers can't eat my shorts. Eat my shorts.